Start with 90. Work down to a roster of 53. Cards Camp, dawn of a new era. This is the dawn of a new era. Cardinals training camp coverage presented by Bud Light. Wolf and Luke Middays on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Welcome back to the show. Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter, is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Now, Paulie, before we start this conversation, I just want you to know, Dave Pash was on earlier. Wolf was totally cool, respectful, didn't make any jokes about Pash. So mm. we'll see how this goes with you. But, uh, how you doing? Well, let's face it, Luke. The only way I get Pash and Wolf to even talk to me in the month of August when they go all Hollywood and they're doing the TV is when I come on air. The only way I get those two to actually talk to me is to come on with you. So here I am. Because okay. I'm in the press box. They're eating by themselves in their own little TV table Stop over there. It, At halftime, I come walking by. Hey, fellas. Totally shined and shunned because they're going Just over to knock the it off, TV Paulie. booth at oh. the 50-yard line. Okay, Paul. Uh, nobody cares. Look, Paulie, you, your number one takeaway right now is you look at preseason game number two. Forget the pleasantries, Paulie. Your number one takeaway as you look at preseason there game no number two is... It's Monday. There are no pleasantries. You're right, Luke. Uh, <laughs> look, what I, thought, what I thought we'd see in game one... We instead saw in Game 2. That was my takeaway, talking with Drew Stan about that after the broadcast. You know, we saw the poor tackling in Game 2 that we didn't see in Game 1, but we expected in Game 1. We saw the flags that you didn't see a whole lot of in Game 1, but oh, there they were, especially early in the game. The vanilla defense played by the Cardinals, whereas in Game 1 against Denver, Nick Rollis was that hooded assassin bringing cover zero, right? (laughs) Okay, You saw some busted assignments and coverage by the Cardinals' secondary, especially once Buda and JT left the game. You saw lack of pressure on the quarterback, which we all wondered about going into the preseason. Can the Cardinals get to the quarterback? They did in Week 1, but as we as we tried to point out all of last week, Denver's O-line is right there with the worst in the league, right along with Tennessee and Carolina and the L.A. Rams. So... And, uh, and look, you saw the failure to convert on third downs. I think that was the most concerning thing for the first team offense Colt was frustrated we saw him slam the bench or the table whatever it was when he went to the sideline when they couldn't convert on third down from four four and two yards so yeah there's stuff to clean up no doubt talking to Paul Calvisi Paulie uh, Keontae Ingram played looked good you know it's a preseason game it's not like he played all four quarters but he, he played a decent amount looked good do you feel more confident that he's the number two guy and that they're a little more set at that position than maybe it looked like a week ago no doubt JG won't say it uh but we will he's RB2 right now Keontae Ingram he's got the size uh, he has the elusiveness he has the ability to break tackles he plays right now at six foot about 220 Remember, when he was at Texas two, three years ago, he was playing at 245. They made him a a bruising fullback. And then when he went to USC, lost the weight. He continued to lose weight. He looks good. He has that power to break arm tackles. He's elusive. He was a big-time high school recruit. He was a USA Today All-American, went to Texas, five-star guy. So I think he's been a little 
underutilized in his career. And, and I also think there were a lot of question marks with the decision makers. Like, okay, he's been nicked up in practice first couple weeks of camp, didn't play in preseason game number one, but that's all it takes. A performance like he put on out there against KC, and I do think, Luke, he's RB2 right now. Paulie, I'd love to see Keontae get to about 230. I'd love that right there, but that's beside the point right now. Um Paulie, talk to me about the quarterback position and what you make of the quarterback position right now based on what you saw in preseason game number two. Look, unless, you know, going into this whole thing, I was like, Clayton Toon is going to have to have a better July and August than Barbie to unseat Colt McCoy. Okay. (laughs) Paul, that was good. So is is he tracking to, you know, I mean, look, um, you know, we were we were joking on the air. We're saying, uh, what would it take for JG to name that tune his starting quarterback for week one? Well, I don't think we've seen it. Yes, we've seen progression. We've seen some things to like that Colt McCoy can't bring, like obviously the escapability, the elusiveness. But if you're telling me you're going into week one and your best chance to win isn't a Colt McCoy who's been there and done that, especially against that defensive front of Washington. Who knows what Ron Rivera is cooking up? And especially in this offense, I mean, you guys tell me, but if you want someone to get the ball out of their hands quick, be decisive, really benefit from play action, uh, then it's Colt McCoy. Especially on the road, Paulie. Absolutely. And that place is going to be lit. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Washington, but remember – the Commanders are already 1-0 this season. They got rid of Daniel Snyder. <laughs> it's addition by subtraction. They're already, they've already had one win so far in 2023. And with the new ownership in that building, I guess I'm presuming it's going to be sold out because Commanders fans have been waiting 20 years for this to happen. So all that being said, then again, if you want to stir and fan the flames of the quarterback controversy – you could go with, hey, what's the upside? Because if a player is deemed the future, I do believe the future is now. That's why you're seeing a Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. That's why I do think Keith Trout Clark is now cornerback too, especially after you know Christian Matthew had a few struggles the other night. So if it's even close, once again, no allegiances. I think this coaching staff, this GM is going with the young guy. Talking to Paul Calvisi, Paulie, uh, Michael Wilson has been impressive throughout the entire summer, ever since they drafted him. In terms of preseason games, we just haven't seen a lot of him. What are you taking that in terms of how they already feel about this guy? Yeah, the fact you haven't seen a lot of him, I think answers your question. Mm -hmm. I think they've seen enough. For example, in Isaiah Simmons, I'd play him three quarters at Minnesota. I would. I would would play Clayton Toon three quarters. What exactly do you have? Mm-hmm. I think they know what they have in Michael Wilson. He's been that impressive. He's been that physical. He's done stuff on film, guys, that has nothing to do with catching the ball, that the coaches love. He's really physical. I don't know if he's seen Zach Pascal and his brand playing receiver in a physical fashion, but Michael Wilson has been that dude. He's been reliable and knowing his playbook. Remember, it's all about, especially as a rookie, do the coaches trust you? There's no doubt they trust Michael Wilson with his size and you know his just his measurables as a true X receiver that allow them to dial up. I think Hollywood and Rondale a little bit more. You put Michael Wilson on the outside. To me, there's no doubt he's one of your top four receivers right now. Paulie, are you going to Minnesota? Are they taking you? Are they letting letting you go up there, Paul? Well, if I'll be out there on Wednesday when <laughs> the forecast high is 100 degrees in Minnesota, what? Whoa. 
Who, who, Wait a minute, Paul. <laughs> somebody get Larry Fitzgerald on the line. He needs to make a few phone calls to his native Minnesota and get that here. forecast changed. Oh What's going goodness, on? Oh, my goodness, Paulie. What is the humidity on that? I Note mean, yourself, don't stand next to Wolf on the sideline. Oh he's my gonna be goodness. working up a lot of sauce. You know the heat index right now, basin earnings, when you talk about that. The temperature, of course, and then the humidity up there, and it's known to be humid up there. The land of a thousand lakes. Are you kidding me? The heat index? There'll be a lot of times you'll you'll hear it. You you'll get over the, the radio announcements, people saying don't let your cattle out into the the country, man. Don't do it. Don't let them outside. It's gonna be incredible. I hate it when I get those texts alerts. Oh my goodness. You, Can you, you need imagine? to pack pack your toothpaste and your bug spray. Okay, Paulie, that's enough out of you right now. Um but Paul, thank you for your expertise <laughs> and I'm happy to hear you're actually making the trip to Minnesota. You might need to call in and fill in for Wolf yeah. in his own show when he forgets he's supposed to come on on Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday, too. Just so you and know. I won't hear from Wolf until I'm on air with him next. <laughs> Thanks, That's Paul. the way this works. <laughs> All right, Paulie. What's your name again? Who, who are you? Paulie, just please. All Paulie right. preseason, remember me? Glad to see they're taking you, Paul. Just a ham and anger, just a grinder over here.